In the world is good, everybody. It's man to man. It's your co-host Andy Elliott, alongside your co-host Liam, the Hoop Star Nash. Hoop Star, what's good? We got a good one today, guys. A big, big interview. So stay tuned with that. Uh, you are listening to Man to Man. We're on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. Uh, you can find us on all social platforms at Man to Man Podcast. If you like our stuff, man, come join the boys. Throw the sub. Do I feel like I'm a YouTube doing that? But you know what to do. Do all the good stuff. Uh, Liam, how's it going, brother? How are you? You looking, uh, you get stung by a bee? You say what now? You get stung by a bee? You are looking small, my guy. Oh, thank you, my guy. I've been, uh, I've been chilling, man. Been chilling. Uh, maybe not. You see Ray Charles's uh, piano on VH1 last night or no? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. He didn't either. Okay, listen. <laughs> hey, hey, there's football today. We're recording on Saturday. Uh, usually we go on Sundays. You're up there in Indianapolis. You know, yeah. you, you said you had some family in. How you guys just lost to a team that hasn't won a playoff game in 25 years. How does it feel? Um, you know, I'm not the biggest. I mean, I'm a Colts fan, but you know that my Titans are are my team. Uh, in the NFL, I'll definitely root for the Colts if they're not playing the Titans. But yeah, I mean, it was a good game. I was it was an exciting game to watch. So I mean, if you're an NFL fan, you you can't complain. Congratulations to the Bills, man, getting it. You know, getting over that hill and that hump of winning a playoff game. So yeah, about time Philip Rivers is gone, right? Yeah, Philip Rivers. I think it's time for him to go bye bye, go nighty night, uh, yeah. get, get out of the NFL, right? Yeah, I mean he's got more kids than wins this season, <laughs> but you know it is what it is. He's he's uh he's going in like no other, he's going in like swimwear. Anyways, yeah, we got a cool interview. Stay with us. Once again, you're listening to Man to Man, where we bring a unique vibe to the traditional sports talk show. We're excited for today's episode because we got a young stud in the wall joining the boys. He is the founder of NBA Buzz, social media guru. You can find him on Instagram at official NBA Buzz. His page has 2.8 million followers on Facebook. That's more than my favorite Instagram model. Come on now. <laughs> Please welcome our guy, Mikey Domagala. Mikey, appreciate you coming on the show. How are things going? Andy, Liam, appreciate you having me on. I'm going to talk man to men on the Man to Man podcast. <laughs> Let's go, baby. We love it. Not man on man for the guys, you know, our friends. Oh, man on man. We're talking man to man today, baby. <laughs> Mikey, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, actually, just off rip, I just now thought about this. Two point, I mean, we know what Facebook was in its earlier stages of security and everything. I mean, did you ever have a problem with getting hacked into or any of your accounts getting? I know I did. I don't know about you, uh-huh. but. Great question. Early on, yeah, man. I mean, I started NBA Buzz on Facebook in 2012 when I was 12. And of course, you know, back <laughs> then, social media wasn't what it is now. Right. So um, the two-factor authentication wasn't there. Um, the different levels of security just weren't there. Yeah, so right. one little slip up, if I, you know, bring somebody in who wants to screw me, they could. So that, <laughs> that happened a couple of times. But luckily, I got through all that with, uh, you know, some some help with Facebook and the, yeah. the local authorities, if you will. I was going to say, if I'm getting hacked into, I don't know why people want to hack into my stuff. I'll be like, somebody has got to try to hack in anyways. <laughs> don't hate, I guess don't hate the hacker, hate the code, man. I'll tell you what, I changed my Wi-Fi password to hack if you can yesterday and then today when I checked it, it <laughs> said, you know, challenge accepted. So I don't know what's going on with that front. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, listen, if, if you're at the top of anything, people always want to come up that hill and try to knock you off and you just got to not right. let them go there. 
Golly, man. Come on. Anyways, we are big fans of your work and we appreciate everything that you put into it. I guess for the people that are sleeping on the wrong side of the pillow, do you mind sharing what NBA Buzz is? When did you start and all that good stuff? Yeah. So like I mentioned before, I started in 2012 on Facebook. NBA Buzz is a social media platform, of course. Um, news, stats, rumors, all unique graphic content, video across every every medium. I mean, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, getting getting into TikTok a little, little bit um, and a bunch of other things. Just trying to grow as much as I can. Uh, trying to grow Instagram a lot more. Facebook, I have 2.8 million followers, but Instagram, I have all these athletes following me and it tracks it. Like Mark Cuban's a top follower of mine. and it just It's just exciting and great. Facebook, who knows who's lingering in that 2.8 million? That's just that's why Instagram's so so good. You could see who's following you. Like really, you could see the check marks and everything. So right. yeah, check me out. NBA Buzz, all platforms. And how old are you, Mikey? I am 21 years old. You had a couple of Teddy Brewskis yet or no, my guy? Yeah, of course. Of course. Okay. Teddy happy, happy belated birthday, happy 21st. We got and you've been doing this for what, seven or eight years now then? Eight years, nine Ooh. years? Just about nine, man. All right, you hear that, Hoop? We got nine years to go, Hoop. We got nine years to go. Is this, this is year one for you guys? Started yeah, year, year one in like th- All right. three months, three or four months. I mean, listen, I didn't get I didn't get merch to uh, for Inside Buzz until year nine. You, you guys already year one. I love it. You got you guys are doing good. Don't, don't worry, you guys are on the right track. Get your damn merch! Come on, man. We need some help, <laughs> man. Get your damn merch. I guess it's just a grind basically is what we've kind of learned to know. And you obviously been grinding for nine years now, but let's, let's talk about your breakthrough. Was there a time that NBA buzz kind of got to that step of being a big, big social media platform? Uh, off the top of my head, I can't really think other than personally in the journalism field, I had have had breakthroughs with NBA buzz and bring me to different directions. But for NBA Buzz, it's more so just steady growth than like, you know, uh, really gaining growth in the beginning of the season. Then, you know, throughout the season, it would slow down a little bit. Then playoffs, boom, ramp up again. It's like the stock market. You know what I mean? So then like the the All-Star weekend is a huge growth month. So nine years worth of that and just really growing like crazy videos going viral, uh, getting exclusive interviews and really kind of making people trust that I'm standing out different than other pages. It just kind of you know, the hard work and daily posts and everything, unique graphics have just led me there. So it's kind of just been steady. Uh, probably like year three, though, it really started popping off to like 250,000 followers. I'm sure you guys know about uh, social media reach. Once you get, you know, a lot of people, 250,000 eyes on it, well, uh, multiplied by two, because we have two eyes, of course, you know, uh, all the, the, <laughs> the reach, the reach and stuff really just starts doing it itself. Mm-hmm. So people share and follow, then it just starts growing like wildfire as you stay consistent with it. Right. I mean, that's what we're obviously we look up to a little bit. Um, yeah. But you mentioned that you interviewed some people. We saw some interviews. Um, but before we get into that, we got to get into your Knicks. They started off pretty hot this year. You are, of course, a New York Knicks fan, correct? Yes, of course. And they didn't start off hot. They are hot. Still hot. Oh, <laughs> Still hot, hot, baby. Still hot. Yeah, but the vibes in New York, I mean, me and all my boys and the New York Times and New York Post, everybody's freaking out with these headlines about the Knicks doing so good. They had, uh, I mean, it's exciting. I mean, we were just five and three, and it's like we just won the World Series of baseball or something. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, the Knicks coming off a tough loss last night against OKC. 
on a back-to-back. They look like crap. I won't lie. They look like the same old Knicks, and it pissed me off. But I like the direction with Thibodeau and, you know, all the young guys. Austin Rivers, he needs mm-hmm. more minutes, man. Just give him his shots. He's been give him lot. in the game, dude. He's going on Christmas and then on his day off, his girlfriend's getting picked. Let him get in the gym to get some more minutes out here, right? Exactly. So many young guys. You know, I'm excited. I, I love RJ. Mitch Robinson's a boss. So it's finally looking uh, looking up a little bit. Yeah. Well, what about Julius Randle? Uh, I guess the biggest thing we've kind of talked about on our show about Julius Randle is he's kind of bounced around, had some, you know, troubles with kind of making his imprint on the league. But this year, it looks like he started out really hot. But what what are your, as a Knicks fan, do you like the addition of Julius Randle and how is that? Is Julius Randle an all-star this year? No. (laughs) Okay. I mean, he's got career highs across the board. It's not going to last, and I'll tell you why. Because, well, all right, maybe it'll last. But, you know, with the Pelicans, he'll probably put up the same numbers as he had with the Pelicans a couple years back, which was like 22, 10, and like 5, which is, I mean, that's really, really good. But the thing about Julius Randle, yeah, he started off hot and he has swagger, but I don't know. You guys probably didn't watch the game last night. Once Thibodeau starts really not, he doesn't put the best lineups around him sometimes. And he wants to just play bully ball, get in the post and kind of be a little clumsy. I mean, he's been hot in the beginning of the year, but last night it kind of showed his true colors that like, all right, he's a little sloppy. He might, he's just going to force some shots. I like the guy a lot. I like what he's doing. He just needs to hone it in. He had a few games this year, like the triple-double with 10 assists, 7 assists, 6 assists. When he plays those kind of games, everybody's involved, and the Knicks aren't just relying on his scoring. Like, right. he's a focal point, but he's still sharing the ball. And that's what that's how I like when he's set up with the team. Like, he's been doing that the majority of the games, but there's been like two, three games this year where, where he hasn't. So he needs to stay more team-oriented take what's coming to him. Don't just really re- require the touches. And that'll that'll maybe, you know, his numbers will be slightly less, but it'll equate to more like wins. So that's what I want to see from Randall. Let me ask you this, Mike. I guess this is a two-part question. You guys, you know, it feels like you won the World Series, but hold up now. We still got a long, long season to go. <laughs> Did you guys have high hopes coming into the season? Are you sort of surprised about the early outcome? And then I guess the second question with you were talking about other guys on that team next to Julius Randle kind of complimenting him, the younger guys. I know Liam and I have talked about, well, the reason why the Knicks aren't that good like every other single year is because the youth and the inexperience. But has R.J. Barrett, has Kevin Knox figured it out? Julius Randle kind of found his home, signed Taj Gibson. What's causing all the success? And then again, that first question is, were you guys surprised about the success that you guys are having? I mean, I'm surprised. I was surprised about the five and three. Not going to lie. But my friends make fun of me every year because I'm always talking, oh, the Knicks, the Knicks. We got to put a, right. a nice fat a nice fat early bet in that they're going to get the eighth seed. You know, we could pay out big. And uh, it always doesn't happen. But you never know this year. And the reason why, like you said, Andy, is because of the young guys. Um, Emmanuel quickly off the bench. Of right. course, Obi Toppin, we haven't seen too much of him, but he's going to be he's going to be very solid when he comes into his own. Kevin Knox taking that next step. dude. The New York Knicks fan base was all over that kid. You're not playing the same. You're this Kentucky product, really right. good. Now you're you're a piece of crap here in the league. <laughs> Dude, everybody was on him. But okay. he's finally hitting his threes, attacking the rim a little more. So, you know, they're, they're all still young. Like, I'm older than some of these freaking kids. So, yeah. like, they're all coming into their own still. Even RJ. RJ's averaging, like, 22 this year. So, like, 
what's he going to be in three years? So maybe up to 25, 26, you, you don't know. So I like where it's going. Mitch Robinson, another young stud on the defensive end. What What about your thoughts on Obi Toppin? I haven't heard you say Obi yet, but I feel like the Knicks were kind of iffy about that one. But a guy from New York, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I love the pick. That's who I wanted. Uh, Killian Hayes looked good. I mean, he just got injured, so it's kind of good that he stayed away from Yeah, that. it's tough. No. But, uh, I mean, you know, I'm not knocking him or anything. Stuff happens. <laughs> yeah. But Obi... Obi, I like a lot. Um, he's yeah. like Amari Stoudemire. Play type is there. Once he hones in his skills, he listen preseason. He was dunking his ass off. Excuse my language, but um, yeah. he was clumsy. He was clumsy. So mm-hmm. he's got to really hone that all in, and uh, it'll come together. My uh, my hot take of the year for the for Obi Toppin. If the Knicks oh, can finish yeah. uh, above five hundred this year. Obi Toppin will win Rookie of the Year. That is that is that going to be true though? Is he better than Lamelo Ball, or will that is that um, a possibility? I was thinking Rookie of the Year, but I'll tell you why he's not because Thibodeau loves all these guys. There's like the Knicks roster isn't that bad. Like they got some decent veterans, good young players, and there's so many of them trying to make their mark that Thibodeau just really you know shares the sugar, if you will. So Obi getting those serious minutes enough, getting breaking ground with Julius Randle in front of him. I don't see rookie of the year. I see, I don't know, maybe like 10 points a game off the bench, which isn't even bad. Let's keep them going here. You know, we're obviously rooting for other guys in the East. As long as we're ahead of you, just by a little bit, by a little bit, maybe we'll see. Well, you probably will be. You probably will be. <laughs> we always have the, the, the worst luck in the past two postseasons. We've gotten absolutely fucking cooked. Excuse my language, but... But we we just haven't won a game at all in the playoffs. Like we're over eight in the playoffs. Yeah. New coach, new you know. You guys got a new coach too. We we as well. So we'll see what happens there. I did see you play. Uh, were you playing a pickup game in the garden? Is that what is that what happened? Or I know you got to you got to be on the garden and play some basketball, right? Yeah, dude, I'm on the Knicks, man. Yeah, <laughs> but what about the pickup game though? You you played a you played a pickup game there, didn't you? Yeah, I'm on the Knicks. No, I'm kidding, oh my I'm gosh, but uh. Yeah, uh, that was a couple years back for the Orange and Blue Crew playing, uh, I guess, like a mini celebrity type, you know. you. Oh, come on, he's a celebrity out here, Coach, come on. You know, it was was a lot of fun. It was was pretty incredible, dude. Like, I used to play high school basketball. After that, I didn't touch a basketball since. And, dude, my shot just wasn't falling. Like, I was hitting everything. I was hitting my layups in pregame and stuff. But on the court, like, I have it all videoed and stuff. It's just. I maybe scored like four points. It was uh, it was a little bad, but it was it was pretty cool. That's cool, man. I mean, that's awesome. We had I went to Lipscomb in high school, and then we I know it's NIT, cool. You know, no one likes NIT, but a bunch of my buddies who played college ball at Lipscomb got to play there for the NIT championship, and they were all just Snapchatting and Instagram. They're like, "This is crazy," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah dude, I bet yeah. it is. I bet it's a surreal feeling." All right, let's let's transition a little bit, but I do want to stay in New York. You talked a little bit about high school. I, I guess we don't know much about your college career. It looks like you're a journalist and you do some work for Long Island University from what we can tell on your social media. Do you mind just taking us through, you know, maybe what you did in college and then how you got into the journalism career? Yeah, well, I'm still in college. I'm going into my... Uh... I keep forgetting he's still, he's 21, dude. We are old. <laughs> so uh, I'm going into my senior second semester. So I'm about to graduate. Thank you, God. Go. I just want to get out of there and start working. <laughs> Like, I just want to start working full time. But, yeah, I'm a journalism major. And, uh, you know, I really started in high school when I started working for like, well, not working, writing for the high school newspaper. Started uh, interviewing some NBA players in high school. And people really kind of caught attention to that. 
like people would be interviewing like the library teacher, the library, the uh, librarian and like uh, <laughs> the high school baseball kid. And I- I'm bringing in like the Marcus Cousins interviews and uh, give him a contract. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I don't want to, I'm not bragging or anything, but that's, that's when it started. That's when I really kind of fell in love more so with the interviewing aspect rather than just content. So I would do that just for print, like for websites I would work for and do work for. So then that eventually led me to Inside Buzz. You see my ESPN, the truth banner behind me. And yeah, those are my two podcasts and just what I do. Nice. Uh, I mean, you and it, it all it all weaves it all weaves together because NBA Buzz is the content what I do on a daily basis. It's free advertising for all my shows. So it's right. it's all great. I was going to say where like you you mentioned you you've asked questions to like Steve Kerr. You had an interview with Reggie Miller. You mentioned Boogie Cousins, but I was just gonna ask you kind of where was like inside the buzz or inside Buzz and your journalism. Were you growing them together, or was it more of like a do this one day and then continue your your journalism on the other day, or how did the your journalism and NBA Buzz kind of grow together? Yeah, I. I mean, th- things don't stop. So I, I would just do it every all day, every day, whatever's coming up based on my schedule, whatever. If I got to edit, post on NBA Buzz, edit, stop po- uh, stop editing to post on NBA Buzz. If I got an interview coming up, whatever. So all that together. And yeah, I mean, one has grown the other because without NBA Buzz, all my like almost 3 million followers, I wouldn't be getting all these views on YouTube and like Spotify, Apple Podcasts and stuff like that. So it does all fuel each other. It's also a nice little, uh, you know, it's a little easier to get guests because I have the audience and I'm going to say, all right, this is guaranteed to get at least like 50,000 views. So like, you know, come on my show with, you know, it's a nice little pitch to them. It's like an added bonus. Like, this is what I do. This is the work I do. This is also my background. This is how many people are going to see it. So I feel like that's been easier to get guests. I'm not going to lie. So yeah, everything, everything just fuels each other. I want to go back a little bit to journalism and broadcasting. Are you a broadcaster for LIU now? Is that, is that where you go to school at? Yep. So that's Long Island university. Um, LIU post. I mean, you you guys live so far away and you might not know the Island. It's like, you know, uh, I've never been in New York, so I I, I can't even, yeah, I can't even. It's all good. But LIU post is like a main school on Long Island. And there's also LIU Brooklyn. So the schools like two years ago merged to just become Long Island University. So I'm at the Long Island campus, right? And both basketball teams, all the sports merged. So I was doing some broadcasting on the island. Then it all merged to Brooklyn with some games at Barclays Center and whatnot, the Steinberg Wellness Center in Brooklyn, uh, downtown Brooklyn, not far from the Brooklyn Bridge. So once all that merged, they were like, yo, if you want to call basketball, you know, you're going to have to go into Brooklyn. So I'm like, all right. I mean, like some games at Barclays, like this is pretty dope. So me and my buddy, Matt Weinstein, who helps me out with some NBA buzz stuff. um, You know, he was, uh, I was the color commentator. He was the play-by-play and we just, you know, had a ton of fun going into Brooklyn, like twice a week. So yeah, still doing that with uh, COVID. I'm not, but you know, still doing some broadcast and stuff. How was Barclays Center when you were, so you broadcast a couple of games there. What's that feeling like just being in in a big arena like that? Uh, it's awesome, but it's also kind of empty, but, yeah. uh, it was so cool because also that was, we did like two games last season there. So that was awesome. And the day 
after Kobe was there with Gianna sideline for the Nets Hawks game, I broadcasted the next morning, that morning at like 9 a.m. So I'm like, oh my God. Oh, Kobe, Kobe just sat right there. Right. Eight hours before, ten hours before. So it was. It, that's pretty cool. And then try to go cool. sniff the chair a little bit. You know, try <laughs> yeah. to take a little piece of the leather. Uh, well, maybe. No, hey, I'd do it. I kind of. But uh, you know, yeah, it's it's pretty surreal. It's uh, it's cool doing all that stuff. I'm, I'm very awesome. lucky. Well, let's uh, let's go. What what are your goals? Uh, I guess is the last kind of broadcasting question. What are you like wanting to accomplish? I mean, are you wanting to be a sideline poor? Are you trying to be the next Woj? Are you talking like ESPN reporter? Tell me what's what's the goal for you? What is your kind of dream job, I guess you would say? Oh man, there's there's so many. You know, my my goals in journalism, uh, there's so many because as a journalist and with social media now, there's so many things that you could dive into, so many things I have dove into. It's almost like being a combination of Woj, Scott Van Pelt, <laughs> and like Jimmy Kimmel. There you <laughs> go. Let's go. I, I love be. it. So like being almost like a personality in sports who's a journalist, almost like Shams and Woj, who's on television doing interviews and like long form media stuff. And also, like, I've been thinking about this recently. Like, I want to go into, like, late-night TV. Like, Dude, I, I love late-night TV. Love it. I do, too, but it sucks right now. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. Jim, yeah, Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel's, like, at his home. You know, Jimmy Fallon. I mean, like, yeah. listen, I used to love Kimmel. Then he got a little too political. Fallon yeah. is not funny. People <laughs> like, people like straight-up interviews with these stars, like, right. based on their career, the movies. Not like... Oh, so uh, I saw you at uh, Starbucks yesterday getting a coffee. <laughs> What's your favorite coffee? It's like it's just like BS television that nobody even really watches anymore. Right. I want to bring more of like a journalism structure into like late night TV or something like that. You know, there's so many things I want to go into, man. I, I'm still so young and just want to dive into everything. But right. those being those kind of three guys, like a Stephen A. Smith, other guys mentioned, would be cool in any way. I don't know. I'd if I'm bouncing around talking sports, making good money, I'll, I'm just being happy. I'll just be happy. Well, Mike, you know, we're rooting for you, man. We're excited to see what you do. And, and you. you know, let's go into your, your podcast career. Obviously, um, career, hobby, you know, it's it's podcast has become, you know, extremely popular. It seems like in the last five years, everyone's like, Joe, oh, Joe Rogan, we should do a podcast. I ran yeah. out of beer money in Chicago. I said, Liam, I don't know what to do now. Do you want to talk basketball on a podcast? And we just kind of <laughs> figured it out from there. But you have two different podcasts, correct? Yeah. Uh, Inside Buzz, which is the merch I'm wearing behind me. Inside Buzz with Mikey Domegala, it's called officially. And Love then uh, Truth, The Truth Podcast on ESPN CLT Pod Center. Okay. And then so you interviewed, we saw the LeVar Ball. You got guys like Ryan Hollins, Nancy Lieberman, super cool. Yeah. Uh, about the LeVar Ball one, <laughs> I didn't see you crack up as much as your partner did. But when you guys were asking LaMelo Rookie of the Year, he said, no, he'll win it unless Jello plays. I guess what take us through that interview. What was the, was the, a fun interview, obviously? And then maybe what was the, the best part about that? And then for all the interviews that you had, was there one that stood out the most to you? Yeah, I'll touch on LeVar first. Man, that guy was so cool. He was yeah. the coolest guy. Like <laughs> us three, we we had a couple minutes before this interview to kind of, you know, introduce each other. We did that with LeVar. He was just making a 
making us laugh our asses off before we got on. After we got off, he was hanging around for a little bit. Just funny guy. Gave us a great interview, just about an hour long. And yeah, I mean, I was trying to keep it professional. I didn't want to laugh in the guy's face too much based on some of the things he was saying. Because some were funny, then some I was like, okay, I get the point. But yeah, you got to yeah. keep professional. He's searching for the laughs, though. He, he knows what he's doing, doesn't he? Oh, he knows what he's doing. I mean, I'm telling you, he's a genius. He's a marketing genius. People yeah. like to give him crap, but he is a marketing genius. Everything he says makes news. And I was, you know, we're blessed to have him on. Really cool guy. My favorite part, probably the truth for truth segment where we're asking him like the hard truth questions is what we call them. Uh-huh. You know, just kind of BS about what would your daughter's name be? He said Lavtina. We asked him about <laughs> we asked him about Nate Robinson. He's saying, you know, he's uh, Lavar's from the hood. He only fights if until death, you know, funny things like that. <laughs> then, you know, I used to box for like six, seven years ish. And like, you know, LeVar was like, yeah, you know, we're all big dudes and you got little Mikey over there, you know, a small oh, little man. frame. Then, then I started hey, flexing. Watch out, stuff watch out LeVar. So it, it was a lot of fun with him. And uh, favorite interview all time. There were so many. Uh, LeVar was up there. Sean Kemp was Sean Kemp, I just recently had on. He was really cool too. Nancy, I didn't. Lieberman I haven't heard awesome. the Sean Kemp one, but I, I just saw that. I gotta take a look at that because that's super cool. That one's really good. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, midway through, I lost connection, so it turns over to, <laughs> uh, it turns over to FaceTime halfway through, but it still worked out. I was just gonna say, I think that's kind of where we've wanted to kind of get into. How would you tell us to, you know, try to get on some bigger guests or stuff like that? We've had a couple. We we had Kyle yeah. Alexander during the finals during at like game five. Kyle went to school at Tennessee where I went to school at. And okay. we were fortunate enough to get him on. And I was like, Kyle, what's up, man? I was so nervous. I was like, did you watch the Tennessee game, the football game today? And he's like, no, like we're down <laughs> 3-1, right? I was like, all right, here we go. So what you guys been doing? He's like, uh, just getting our ass worked in practice. Oh, boy. Yeah, well, first, I'm not going to – this is funny, touching back on the Kemp one. I've never really been nervous for one of these interviews ever with mm-hmm. anybody, even like Steve Kerr, Reggie Miller, those guys. Sean Kemp got on my screen, and my stomach <laughs> like started trembling a little bit. I, it means you care. Not even like LeVar. LeVar's wasn't like that. But like when Sean Kemp's like, you know, big body was there, I'm like, holy crap, this is a rain man. Yeah. I'm like – and I don't know. I just – first time I've been nervous on interview. But um, for you guys, your formula, you got to make like a template in a DM. This is what I tell people who ask me this all the time. Make a template in a DM, expl- like introducing you guys, explaining what you want to do, showing your former guests and like links to them mm-hmm. and just shooting your shot like you're trying to pick up a woman. You just like, <laughs> you know, you just yeah. shoot it to everybody, like everybody you come across, just send the send it because it's just a copy and paste. So it's nice and easy. So is it e- is it easier? We've had a couple people that have. I mean, we had a couple musicians on Marky Basie, Mitchell Tenpenny. Mitchell's a friend of mine from Nashville, but we found Mark to answer our DMs on Instagram. But is it easier to Instagram DM these people, or we have you know a subscription where we can see who represents who else? What's what's the go to? Email both or Instagram or Twitter. Everything. 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 I, I've sent emails to you know publicists, uh, you know PR people for such people. Uh, Sean Kemp's cannabis company I sent to, you know, it's any, any way you want to get somebody you, you essentially can, if you try hard enough. And right, right now I told you, Mark Cuban's a follower. I'm in contact with his people trying to get him on. So that, that's crazy. Cool. Man. 
Okay. And then I guess one last question before we get into shooting the shit for somebody that wants to to be a journalist and, and kind of do what you do and, and loves writing and wants to ask NBA players questions, post-game interviews, what's, uh, I guess, what are the first steps that you should take? I know you get involved in school and stuff, but yeah, what's, what's the first couple steps that, that you would give some advice to? Number one is definitely start now. Right. Don't wait until tomorrow because then you're a day behind whatever you're trying to accomplish. So if you have the thought in your head, you just got to do it now, whether that's for a young kid and as a journalist reaching out to a website or, you know, people for advice. To be honest, social media sports pages, are it's very, I'm nine years ahead of these people. So if you're starting right. now, I got nine years of growth ahead of you. So you got to really make a unique way to get into social media and sports. Like uh, you got to be really good with Photoshop or become like a you know, use your graphic designs, get interviews if you can. Mm -hmm. So you got to take a unique angle if you're getting into the social media part of it. Journalism part of it, I think just reaching out to websites. Uh, if you're a kid, just say, yeah, you know, I'm into writing and whatnot. I could put together some interviews and articles or whatnot and just take it from there and just take it on the way yeah. up. That's how I did it. I was writing about NBA news for websites before I interviewed anybody. And then you know, I got lucky uh, getting Al Horford was my first big one. Nice. And then, uh, you know, I just took it from there. That's awesome, man. All right, Hope, you got anything else before we shoot the shit? <laughs> no, let's, uh, let's, let's shoot the shit with Mikey. Over all right, we're going to shoot the shit with you. We, like, like I was saying, uh, we do this with all of our guests who we have on. Once again, you're tuning in to Man to Man. We're on all socials, Dash Radio, all that good stuff. We got Mikey Domagala. He's a New York Nick guy. We can hear the accent in his voice. I'm sure you um, can. I'm sure you can. We, we love it, baby. We love it. Nicks are looking hot right now. Um, but, you know, before we let you go, obviously, we're going to shoot the shit with you. These are kind of just... Quick rapid fire questions. Whatever comes to mind at first, you know, let, let's hear it. You ready? Perfect. Yep. Favorite mm. food in the fridge. What you got, Mike? Uh, pizza. What kind of pizza? You're a big pizza, New York pizza guy, right? Oh, yeah, of course, man. You guys haven't been to New York. Pizza will change your life over here. Change your life. <laughs> Is it better uh, than Chicago? I lived in Chicago last year. Uh, I've never had deep dish pizza, but, uh, you know, looking at it, I'm sure you guys know Barstool and. Yeah. Dave, Dave Portnoy and his pizza reviews. I look at that crap and it's just all bread, man. Just all bread. <laughs> so you got to go get a nice thin New York pizza. And I like I like regular slices. What about pineapple on pizza? No, absolutely okay. not. Never. Pineapple. You like pineapple on pizza, Liam? No, I can't. I can't say. That's like an outside New Yorker thing. Like you're you're a is freak it? if you like that. Yeah. What about I'm, I'm a big green olives, black olives guy. Is that a little weird? Yeah, it's a little weird. Okay, I love it, man. I am absolutely in love with it. All right, uh, coolest game slash arena that you've been to? Playing at MSG, man. I mean, I, I don't even go to many basketball games just because freaking since I'm born, the Knicks have sucked. But, uh, okay, all right, I got one, actually. Me and my cousin, Steve Romeo, got to give him a shout-out. We went to – we sat almost courtside at a Lakers – Nets game at Barclays two years ago. So we saw LeBron and everybody. This is before AD. But three seats down from me was Savannah James. And I went up to her, snapped a selfie with her, and uh, called it a day. That's pretty cool, man. I don't think that I've... was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Liam, you saw Le I saw LeBron at the All Star game. Super cool because actually everyone took that game seriously and we were up mm -hmm. super close too. It was awesome. Okay. What about uh, most famous person that slid into the DMs? Come on, Mike. Oh, my God. This is hilarious. 
I, so, you know, I've gotten like Damian Lillard, Draymond Green to share stuff. So their share goes in the DMs. Mm-hmm. But don't ask me why I did this. JaVale McGee's house got <laughs> robbed like a year and a half ago. And everybody's always ragging on JaVale McGee. Mm-hmm. So I said that I put my headline as JaVale McRobbed. It's <laughs> <laughs> bad. Bad. And I get Lou Williams in my DM. Oh, no. Calling me a little P-U-S-S-Y white boy, telling me I don't have the right to make fun of him like that and stuff. Oh, and I'm like, you're right, dude. You're right. Like, you know, uh, Lou Williams will do it too. Like Lou, I, for some reason, this was years ago in Nashville, but like his cousin was my Uber driver. And he was like, you know, Lou will. And I was like, yeah. And he was, and then he's gotten to a bunch of stories. How Lou, Lou will, he's, I mean, he gets it, bro. He's from the streets. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He, uh, he kind of came at my neck a little bit, <laughs> but, uh, biggest, the biggest wow factor for me was getting a follow from Giannis on NBA buzz. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, you want to hear how I? Uh, yeah, let's hear you know, it. Mess that one up. Oh, you messed it up. Yeah, let's hear that. Oh, maybe, maybe. All right, this happened to Tim Hardaway. <laughs> Tim Hardaway Jr. followed me on NBA Buzz, okay. and I put out a story like with the screenshot and everything. Yo, THJ, I'm at Mike Kinomagala. I'd love to have you on Inside Buzz. Thank you so right. much for the follow. Unfollows five minutes later. I'm like, oh. ah. So I'm like, all right. One day I randomly see Giannis join follow excuse me yeah i wait like two hours to do it like put the good old spiel up yeah because i gotta let my fans know like Giannis is part of the gang now right instant unfollow <laughs> dang why do you think that is i'm thinking tim hardaway jr i think was because of my story Giannis, i think did it himself maybe he followed by mistake and maybe once he saw the story he's like oh now i'm exposed and i'm following all these pages i don't huh. know i was i was so pissed off man well let's let's well, reach out to yana reach out I to Giannis again i should but i got mark cuban i haven't put any story up and it's been a nice like four months so it's don't been you dare nice. yeah well four months all right now you shoot your shot right he's, he's latching on damn come on Giannis. that's funny okay most ner- nervous <laughs> most nervous moment in your life i've had a ton of them uh you talk about i mean you're not a nervous guy right no but you, you get nervous a little okay. bit. Come on, Mikey. All right, fine. Uh, My first amateur boxing match, I was pretty nervous. Take us through your boxing career. Okay. Uh, I started in 2012, right at the time when NBA Buzz started. Nice. And I went for about six years until a former ex-girlfriend of mine was complaining to me that I was in the gym for too long and she wanted to hang out with me more. And I kind of put more focus on her than she broke up with me and Dude, it's like I just never you totally fell got in back. love too early, dude. Totally just never got back into boxing again. It's a shame, actually, because I was I was really good. You know, I'd go into like Queens, Brooklyn to spar people and yeah, gyms out here. I had a couple amateur fights and uh, nice. Okay, I'll tell you what, I boxed at UT during a weekend. We had this thing called Boxing Weekend where we have a couple guys from each fraternity. It's a big weekend. All the you know southern schools come to Tennessee for that weekend, and pretty much we have a, a couple of guys from each fraternity box mm-hmm. in front of a couple thousand people. I was like, hey, I I want to be cool. I'm a sophomore. I've never boxed before. I probably had like you had to have like a month of training. Felt good. Lost a lot of weight. Lost like I was like 160 at the time, and then I lost probably like 30 pounds, 130. Then I gained. Wow. They gave us a week to eat all of it back up, but I was extremely nervous. 
lost immediately. I went all three rounds, but it's harder than a lot of people think. Going, to, It was only a minute 30 rounds. It was a good fight, but I tell you what, man, a lot of people love watching boxing, but they don't actually understand that it's it's a lot harder than it looks, right? Well, you got to realize, dude, after about uh, two rounds, your feet start getting planted in the floor. Yeah. You can't move if, you, if you're, you know, you're not totally conditioned. And then especially if you're getting hit. Yeah. Um, I would try not to get hit too much. I could show you footage to show you that I didn't. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> just kidding. Well, I'm, I'm not just kidding. I can show you the footage. But, uh, <laughs> Send it over. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it is tougher than you think. That's why, like, looking at Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson, yeah. uh, you know, he stepped in there with somebody who has been training for a while and right. got planted. You, you know, can't he just, do, come on, Nate. We had some money on you, brother. We had some money on you, brother. See, see, dude, I, I had like 100 on Jake Paul and got a nice bet. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know why I took it. All right. He's a boxer, too, out here. All right. Let's see. Kind of our more serious one. If you had the world's attention for 30 or so seconds, what would you say? I don't want the world's attention. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> if you had it, though, what would you say? Follow me I, on official NBA uh, Buzz? Uh, yeah. I mean... Yeah, follow me on NBA Buzz, you know. Uh, you know, got a couple girlfriends here and there, you well, know. A I, box. I have a girlfriend for a while now. This is a tough question, though. But uh, we've had other guys talk about, you know, you're 21, man. What you got for the world? I First time it. voter I, this well, year? Maybe, maybe like stop. Everybody should stop hating each other. Yeah. We can come together and stop st storming the Capitol and yeah, uh, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, everything just got to calm down in the world and follow NBA Buzz and. Love each other. That's what my yeah, message would be. Come on, people got to love each other out here. <laughs> All right, one person you could eat dinner with, dead or alive? Uh, George Harrison from the Beatles. Love it. Dream vacation? Uh, Hawaii. I'm I want to take my girlfriend there uh, next year. Jordan or MJ? MJ, no doubt. Okay, love it. Celebrity crush? Nobody. My girlfriend's my crush. <laughs> okay, okay. See, that's a good that's answer. A good, I was going to say, that's a, that's a good, good answer. answer. Yeah, okay. I mean, Eric, Every celebrity's fake now. They're full of plastic. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we love the plastic around. I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, <laughs> last question, Mike. Uh, we asked all of our uh, our guests this. Uh, best NBA show out there, The Jump, Inside Buzz, or Man to Man? <clears throat> Inside Buzz. No. Ah, <laughs> he got it. He got no, 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 no. We try no. to slip it through, Mike. It's uh, it's definitely Man to Man. Um, But what I would love to do with you guys, I see you guys got some merch. We got to do a little merch exchange. I'll send you guys Dude. some stuff. You guys hit me up, you're man to man, and uh, I'll promote it on all my platforms. Dude, I sure. yeah, I was looking, I was looking at that sweatshirt, man. I love that sweatshirt. I got a snag one. Uh, we'll we'll definitely do a little yeah. merch exchange, kind of like a jersey swap, huh? Exactly. I I had Smush Parker on, and uh, he wanted we ex we did a little jersey swap, and it was yeah. cool because I was wearing his, he was wearing mine. That's cool, man. All right, well, Mike. In all seriousness, man, we uh, we really do appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come talk to us. Your story is amazing. We love it, along with you know, obviously, a lot of many other basketball fans out there. We look up to you, Mike. Even though we're a little older, we look up to you, brother. <laughs> and we and you know, we love the content that you post for us. Big question here is somebody that looks at NBA Buzz and says, "Hey, I want to do that." I know you talked a little bit about it, but what's the advice? What is the simple advice for that? Uh, learn just about everything. I mean, if you're going in as a journalist, you got to learn how to write, broadcast, do camera work, behind the scene camera, in front of the scene camera, social media growth, and kind of just interviewing skills and so, so much more. But social media wise, if you want to do that, you got to take a unique angle and you got to make unique content so that people won't see anywhere else. So right. this interview, this interview that you guys are doing, the interviews you do, you can't find them anywhere else. 
you know, me, you asking me certain questions. I've never been asked these certain questions before from you, from like other people just ask me basic stuff. You guys, you know, really taking a deep dive into my career, some different basketball topics that I haven't touched on and anything. If you want to be successful, you got to be different. So that's what you got to do. You just got to stay consistent results. You know, they don't, they happen over time and not overnight. But yeah, we got founder of, uh, of official NBA buzz, Mikey Domagala. You can find him on Facebook at NBA Buzz, at Official NBA Buzz, and at Inside Buzz on Instagram. Mikey, next project in the works? Oh, man. Um, I may be working for a website as a beat reporter going to games and doing interviews soon. I'm kind of in talk with a website. Pretty big website you guys would know, of course. For you guys, what you need to do, I just realized, I post Reggie Miller content all the time. We love it. Because he's always restoring and resharing things. You guys got to reach out to Reggie. And well, if you got some connections with Reggie, <laughs> let us know, man. I don't. I mean, yeah, well, I just then I just put little stories up, and he always just shares them, and it's it's nice. Yeah. But I love it. You got you guys got to hit up Reggie. I'm sure he'd love to help out the hometown kids for, for sure, sure. For sure. Or or men, as I should say. <laughs> we get we're just in our second childhood right now. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Nice meeting you guys. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate it, Mike. It. I'd tell you what, man, if you if you look at a wall and, you know, you knock on it a little bit and there's a stud, it's behind that wall. His name is Mikey Domagala, man. A good dude. You know, again, uh, founder of official NBA Buzz. NBA Buzz on Facebook is where he started out at. Got hacked a couple times. If, if you've never gotten hacked on Facebook, you were lying. Okay. Listen, and by the way, I did check my my pass my password again, my Wi-Fi password, and it said challenge accepted. And so, my you know, my socials have been kind of acting weird. I think there was a, a post on my page how I just posted like some girl with armpit hair, which I'm I'm totally down with, but I don't think that was me. But uh, anyways, <laughs> Mikey Mikey Domagala, yeah, good dude, and uh, hopefully definitely. we'll stay in touch with him. Yeah, I mean, hey, if you're you're aspiring to you know build up a brand of any sort, I mean, kind of following his in his you know footsteps and in, in terms of just the grind and and the dedication, because you can just hear it in his voice that how how dedicated and what the grind is like, you know, trying to build up something. And I mean, it was good to talk to him for sure. I'm, I'm glad we got the, the time of the day or he gave us the time of the day, right? The coolest thing, maybe the coolest quote out of that whole interview was start today because if you wait till tomorrow, then you're already a day behind. Right. I love that. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, he's been grinding, man. He started at the right age at 12 years old. I don't think any of us were thinking about doing something like that at 12 years old saying, hey, I'm gonna start a Facebook page. Super cool. I think I was just... I mean, I'll go back to 2012 when I was 12 years old or whenever that was. And I'm like, I don't know, Eminem lyrics, you know, on Facebook status. I'm not talking about, okay, what's going on? I will say, though, when he was about 12 or 13, we talked about it. That's a little bit when, you know, Mello, Shumper, JR, and then the guys who we didn't actually mention also on that team are Amari Stoudemire and Jason Kidd. Super cool to see. I guess that was a good time to start, you know, the whole Facebook. Hey, I'm going to be a basketball fan and you know, start a basketball fan page now. Yeah, definitely, definitely good. Uh, good to sit down and, and learn from him for sure. And that team was stacked. Uh, those were back, I guess, the last time the Knicks were really good was that team right there. Yeah. Um, but with that, guys, I think this week's episode is a wrap. Make sure to go follow us on all of our social media at Man to Man Podcast on all platforms you know what to do go get the damn merch like get that damn merch you gotta be kidding me if you ain't got that damn merch listen get your damn merch listen get your damn merch hey listen i'll never give me a back (laughs) damn merch yeah yeah but uh man with that 
We will uh, we'll get out of here. I'm a namaste to you guys. Namaste. We might namaste and then we might pace our nation. Then we might throw a little tighten up in there. <laughs>